Hello. Happy Monday. Oh, my, like, mic's on hella loud. Oh, oops. Well, um, I mean, I'm sure any loudness would be an improvement from last week. Yeah, listen, you guys, we literally batch recorded a bunch of episodes, and I don't know what the fuck happened to them. Um, but they were scratch. Like it was bad. Like I mean, if you heard was, our last like, episode, like that was the best one. It was so bad that we decided to scrap it. Yeah, like they were bad. Like like we had four ass episodes recorded. We yeah, the one was bad, so we were like, no. Well, yeah, we'll like just I I tried redo. I did try to save them, but I know they're, they're past the point of no return. We were just having too much fun. Yeah. Like, honestly. Because like, we were together. Yeah. We were vibing. It had been a hot minute. No, and, like, that's literally, like, what I planned on saying. Uh, you know, I probably should have sound engineered that, like, in any capacity while we were together. But listen, next time we know. Yeah, we got too hype, and it is what it is. <laughs> but we're here, still here to tell you this week's stories. We um, are. And I'm going to dive into it. And then I have, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Barnes & Noble when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please do. <laughs> okay, well, my case is this week is not a murder, but it is a, a Helen Doe, they're calling her. Ooh, yeah, mine's actually not a, well, maybe not a murder, too, so. Yeah, Um. so Helen Doe, which sometimes she's referred to as Kalama Doe, or Kalama, yeah, or Cowlitz Doe, because of, like, where she was found. Oh, interesting. Um. So she died in a car accident near Kalama, Washington in 1991. Nobody knows who she is or where she came from. So May 14th, 1991, a long-haul truck driver was driving his semi um, on I-5 near Kalama, um, and then he had encountered, like, unexpected backup of cars mm-hmm. on the highway, like, which you you normally, like, wouldn't anticipate. And so, no. you know, sometimes at that moment where you're like, fuck, I have to slam my brakes on or slow oh down God. really fast. Yeah, the actual and it's worst. Kind of, the actually, yeah, it's like... Actually, on my way to work today, um, like, I was I was driving, minding my own business, and, like, I put my blinker mm-hmm. on to, like, move a lane over, and whoever, I think it was the person behind me or the person, like, that was in the other lane just further back, they were like, oh, mm-hmm. nope, not today, bitch. And, like, tried to, oh my like, cut me off, I guess. I, I'm not really I sure, but people. they almost slammed into me because I was already in the process of starting to change lanes. I had to, like, yeet myself back into the lane I was already in. <laughs> That you know, you said yeet, and we just taught Emerson how to say that. <laughs> and so now she runs around when she's gonna throw something, and she yells yeet. Oh my god! If that's not <laughs> your plus child. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was so funny. Um. Anyways, yeah. So that happened. He was not able to stop in time, so he hit another semi. Um, and then that semi was carrying paper, which obviously is super flammable so you know i wasn't sure where you were going with like obviously with the paper and i was like obviously what like (laughs) obviously it's really flammable and the fuel tanks ruptured so it caused a massive explosion um witnesses came out and were trying to pull the drivers out of the the truck and one of the drivers they were able to like get out but they couldn't get to the other guy so he died like, could you imagine um, witnessing that? Like, I would shit I would be scarred for life. Yeah. Truly, that would be so terrible. No, I don't think there's anything um, more. Like, it's already bad enough, like, witnessing, like, a non-fatal car accident, you know, like, or, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing somebody impact or seeing somebody hit some, some an inanimate object. Absolutely. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. I was already tripping when you were like, oh, two semis collided. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, I actually got hit by a semi-truck, um, and it was the scariest thing. This is thing. probably the like, least unfortunate, or most unfortunate episode to not be recording, because I'm making the best facial expressions today. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> um, but we're both in pajamas, because it's been a long day of work, so. But, yeah, um, so sorry about it. Yeah, I will tell the story when I'm done with my story. My, my, okay. yeah, my case. Um, yes. So they, um, you know, when the fire was pulled out, they pulled the driver out. Um, they they had to contact the trucking company to get his identification, which was um, he was 26 year old named Lester Harvell, and he was from Missouri. Um, but what they were surprised to find was that he was not the only one in his truck. He had so a he, there was, Yeah, so there was a female with him, well, okay, maybe a female passenger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. So, And they don't know, and that's kind of why she's called Helen Doe. So they retrieved a body of a female passenger. She had been so badly burned that she and she had no ID or personal belongings that could be recovered. Jesus. Her fingers had been burned off, so they could not identify her using fingerprints. Um, when truck drivers are carrying a passenger, they are supposed to report it mm-hmm. for insurance purposes, but he had not. So, um, they weren't really sure. His coworker said that he often would pick up hitchhikers mm-hmm. just to like accompany him because he was driving long haul across the country. Yes, so I'm sure it's truly very boring. Yeah. Um, and you don't have he, cool true crime podcasts to listen to back then like you do now. In the 90s. Yeah. Right. Um, so he, it was he, it, uh, other truckers who had talked to him on the radio said that he he had said he was carrying a female passenger on that day, May fourteenth, mm-hmm. the same day of the crash. So law enforcement determined that earlier in that day he was in Tacoma picking up freight, and then he was supposed to drive to Oregon um, to Portland, mm-hmm. and then um, but but they never made it there. So they're trying to figure out who she is, but I mean, like this was from. in 1991, yeah. and they still don't. I mean, it's 30 years later, and they don't know where she, you know, who she is. So um, the autopsy was completed on her. They said that she's most likely in her 20s, but they said she could be as young as, tw- as 17. So they're saying the range is 17 to 29. They're not sure. So you know, quite um, range. yes. They uh, determined she had long, dark, straight hair and a dark complexion. Her race is not certain, but they they suggest she might be Native American, Hispanic, or she's white. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- an examination of her bones showed that she was probably between five foot and five foot four with a petite build. Um, they said that she most likely had a narrow face with high cheekbones, which um, normally. Um, Native Americans are characterized by having high cheekbones, mm-hmm. so that's probably where they would assume that. Right. Um, yeah, and so they also said she had a gap in the in her front bottom teeth and a root canal in her front left tooth number nine. Hmm. Um, and then she had, like, other specific dental, like, fillings um, in seven different teeth and was missing one of her molars. So that's pretty specific if they, right. like, could... They could compare, um, you know, other dental records. Um, They did say that her most recognizable feature was that she had severe scoliosis. So they say that it's possible she could have walked with a limp Mm -hmm. or a lurch. However, it could be that, like, she could have gotten treatment, so she might not have had that. Right. Um, But, like, the likelihood is there. 
Yeah, but it, it said that if she hadn't already gotten treatment, that she likely would have, like, had to have it at some point because it was very severe. Yeah, because, like, usually, like, they, like, start you on all that shit, like, when you're a kid to try to prevent yeah, that as you grow up. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, they said that it's not, like, enough to rule out other potential, like, matches of right. identifications, but it's, it's something to be, like, aware of. So the next thing they did was map out Les, uh, Lester's route from Missouri to Tacoma. Um, so they they kind of tracked his journey using receipts. Um, one week he tra- within one week he traveled to, from Missouri to Kansas to Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Idaho, Oregon, and then Washington. Yeah. Um, and then he picked her up somewhere on that route. Right. Uh, we know that by he the time he'd reached Tacoma, he did have a passenger, but they don't know at what point. That she was picked up along the way. Yes. Yeah. Charles, could you not? Um, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it says that um, uh, they there were some, like, witness descriptions of her that, like, kind of confirmed what they had been saying. Um, she was petite with long, dark, straight hair, pulled into a long ponytail. They said she had been wearing a black cowboy vest, a few rings on her finger, a gray shirt, that might have had some pink on it and dingling feather earrings. Um, and witnesses also describe her to be Native American or Hispanic. You know, it's really interesting, like, what, like, makes it and doesn't make it in a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, it really, really is. really interesting, because it's like, oh, okay, like, her fingers are burned to the point where they couldn't lift fingerprints, but, like, she was wearing feather earrings. Well, they don't know that from the fire. Uh, they knew that from witness dis- witness sightings, yeah. Because um, I don't... Th- they said that none of her personal ident- or personal belongings could be identified in the fire because... Of, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But still, um, I, my yes. statement stands. <laughs> yes. No, I, I do agree with you. Um, it said that... Um, they did put her dental stuff into a database, but her DNA was not extracted in 1991. Um, after a few months, the person whose body was known as identified remains was interred in a plot purchased by the trucking company. Oh, that's nice. So, yes. Yeah, wow. I feel like a it's lot of really places like, do something like that. No. Yeah, no, it is, it is very nice. Yeah. Um, so they say that now... Um, Sergeant Stacy Moet Mo- with the Washington State Patrol looked through her case file to try to see, like, if he could figure yeah. out who she was. Um, but in 2014, um, let's see, I think they, oh, they uh, extracted her body for DNA. Oh, wow. Um, That's going to be one of my follow-up questions if she was exhumed. Yes. So they did exhume her for DNA, and it was it's cool because they thought she might be Native American. They actually had elders from Washington State's Paiute tribe attend that exhumation, which is really cool. And they gave like the rights and blessings to her, That's dope as just fuck. in case. I know. I I really like that. Um, so they put it into the national database, but there's been no match. Mm-hmm. They did get a forensic artist to do a sketch. Um, like working with her actual skull. So we'll if I can find that picture, I'll post it. Um, and people say that the sketch looks really similar to the woman that they thought they saw with him that day. Like for that's they good. they showed the witnesses, yeah. yeah. So that's it's not really like good. Giant disparagement. <laughs> like, like, yes, like yes. <laughs> um, and then they actually along that route they put up her flyer. Oh, awesome! Because if she had been from another state then they could try to identify her that way. Right. Um, so I was going to say, like, I can't even imagine, like, how to even start that investigation. Like, where where do you start? 
Like, do right. you start I mean, Washington? That's so do you difficult. start Missouri? <laughs> yeah, so they say that they have ruled out several missing persons, one of which is Tina Finley, which I covered last week. Yep. Um, they also say she is not Andrea White, Martha Evans, Kelly Sims, Barbara Cotton, Emmy Ballantyne. Um, I don't know how to say this. I think we, talk, <laughs> we talked about this. Um... I will put that name in the caption. Yes. Or um, or Angela Hammond. Um, some possibilities of who she could be are Diana Saccone, mm-hmm. Hazel Klug, Heidi Ann Zample, Meredith Ann Medina, or Pamela Sue Dalton. Um, and then this person lists the, the person who wrote it, who's quirky, quirky motor on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, n- lists out some people she could possibly be, which is really interesting. So... Um, there's also another podcast episode about this case from Washed Away mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really that. Um, it's obviously super sad, and hopefully, I mean, maybe they could even like do forensic DNA genealogy now because yeah. that's so popular. That was like 2014 when they did the other stuff. Yeah, they exhumed her and they have her DNA. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure. I mean, it's been seven years almost, so. But what's, yeah, what's interesting to me is, like, I don't know. I mean, if they have people they think it could be, mm-hmm. what, then why don't they just identify. People, or if they have DNA for them. Yeah, or even, like, use. The like, family members. Do or, the dental yeah. stuff comparison. Yeah. Um, cause that's way cheaper than like running DNA, yeah. I'm sure to have like a forensic ondontologist, you know, it's one of those words, you know, <laughs> odontologist. I yeah. think that's right. Um, I think that one was the one. That's the winner. <laughs> but yeah, that's my case. So I'll put, if I can find the sketch of her, I'll put it up. Um, and thank you to Quirky Motor for the post because this was um, really helpful. Um, before we jump into mine, I would love to hear your story about how you got hit by a semi-truck. Oh, um, okay. So I was living in Kansas and I was going to school one day. I, I lived in, um, an hour from where my school was um, in Wichita. And I was driving from Wichita to school and... Uh, it was foggy. It was like pretty early in the morning. Well, there was like this really long straight stretch, and um, somebody had was pulling. Like they had to stop in the middle of the highway because they were turning left, but there was oncoming traffic. So I already hate this. Like, one. yeah. So there was a big long line of cars. I'm coming down over this hill, and I can see it. So I start slowing down. I'm like, okay, like, you know, that's fine. Well, I'm watching the back of my mirror, and there's a truck, like a regular truck, behind me. And then there's a semi-truck behind him. Mm-hmm. Well, as this truck gets closer to me, I can see that he is not going to stop. Like, Homeboy he is just, down. yeah, like, I, I, and I can see it. And I was like, fuck. So I pulled onto the side. Like, I moved off the road onto the side of the road mm-hmm. up yeah. so that he wouldn't rear-end me. Yeah. Well, behind him, that semi-truck was driving too fast. And by the time he realized that everybody was freaking stopped... He had to pull onto the side of the road to avoid slamming into everybody. So I was on the side of the road because the guy behind me was about to hit me. And then the semi-truck hit me. (laughs) 
Yeah. So um, I wasn't hurt. I was fine. Right. My car actually was only minorly damaged because I moved. Right. Like as soon as I could hear him hitting me, I started to move. Um, and then we got out of the car and he was fucking yelling at me. Like, he was old enough to be my dad. And he was like screaming. I was only 19. Just like the first car accident I'd ever been in. And he was screaming at me. And he, I was like, bro, this was not my fault. My dude, like, you hit you, me. Yeah. Not only did yeah. you hit me, but he was carrying a fat like load. Like he had military equipment on his truck. <sighs> and so I'm like, you were speeding. Yeah. And you should have been paying more attention. Anyways, we had to call, like, the police. And in Kansas, they don't have, like, they're a no-fault state. So, like, in California, if you get hit from behind, it's automatically not your fault. In Kansas, it's not that way. So, my insurance had to battle out with this dude's insurance. It was freaking stupid. And then the guy that, um, you know, would have hit me, the other truck, he pulled off to make sure everything was okay. He was like this old weird dude fucking just whipped his dick out and started peeing in front of us. Oh my god. I was I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, okay, um, this is great. This is a great day. And so I actually ended up just, I deuced it. I didn't go to class. I didn't go to practice that day. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like emotionally spent. I call my mom. It's like six in the morning. You're like, car accident. So I think the moral of the story is fucking eight a.m. class. Yeah, absolutely. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't have been on the road in my shitty ass Ford Focus driving to school. Anyway, (laughs) that's it. That was my story. I'm here to tell the tale. But wow, 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 wow. Um, Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. you know, interestingly enough, I actually in college also got rear-ended while driving a Ford Focus. Did you? Did what year was your Ford Focus? I had a 2007. Oh, you're bougie. I had a 2003. <laughs> it broke down all the time. Um, I guess I'll really quickly tell the story. So in high school, um, I drove for like 90% of the time I was driving my dad's old Nissan Titan because he like does like roofing and construction sales. So. Mm-hmm. He drives big trucks, like, you know, regular trucks, like not semis. Um, but he, he likes a big car. Yeah. Um, so my first car was a 2004 Titan. So, but they were like, oh, you have all this steel around you. Like, God, you get, you get an accident or like whatever. Um, yeah. And right before like senior year graduation, um, I, <laughs> I was driving home from work one day because um, I had an after school job working at a daycare. And mm-hmm. I was driving home and I was almost home. My fucking brakes went out. <gasps> this isn't even the car crash story. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so. <sighs> my anxiety peaked. Yeah. So, I like, brake. Luckily, there was nobody in front of me. But, like, my car did the whole, like, like, and then, like, finally, like, rolled to a stop. And then I was like, oh, no. Bandic. So, I, Bandic. I, I get myself home. My dad was like, you know, I was kind of worried about those brakes. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. So, they replaced the brakes. And then they're like, well, we're going to, since you're going to be commuting to college anyways, um, let's sell the truck and get you a commuter car so you don't have to spend a normal leg in gas. And I was like, yeah. sold. That absolutely makes sense. Enter the Ford Focus. Yeah, so I get the Ford Focus, um, and I drive that for, like, a little over a year. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, I was driving to work, and, uh, God, the Ford Focus was, like, such a shit show of a car. Um, it was Dude, I, it broke down all the time. Oh, mine didn't break down. I just, like, kept getting in accidents. Um, so within a month, um, I was on my way to school, I think, or on my way to work. I forget. 
the first accident, um, I was driving down the road and it was like in a neighborhood and um, I stopped behind a car at a stop sign. The first behind mm-hmm. me, I'm like, they're not going to fucking stop. There's like, do the same thing. Like I, I can see it happening, but there was no way for me to go because yeah. we're in a neighborhood. So I'm like, well, I'm getting hit. Yeah. Like it, it sucks. It is what it is. So the guy hits me and then I hit the guy in front of me. Yeah. Um, and then we all pull over and turns out the guy that hit me didn't have insurance. Oh, good. Of course. But then, like, the person's, like, house we were in front of was, like, I saw it all happen. Like, you motherfucker, you stay here. Like, because uh, he was, like, oh, I'll just, like, give you guys cash. And we were both, like, nah. Like, yeah, no, And, like, we're, like, we're calling the cops, homie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, and the homeowner was, like, oh, you're not fucking going anywhere. Like, I'm keeping my eyes on your ass. Like, because he was, like, yeah. trying to piece the fuck out. Um, so because he's in home insurance, it takes five ever for it to get fixed. Like, over a month. I'm sure, yeah. Um, finally gets fixed. I have my car for I shit you not two days. Oh my god. And I was gonna go to class, but like it was a later in the mor like later in the morning class. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna stop at Starbucks where my mom works, and yeah. Um, and actually, Jordan was working there at the time. Uh, Jordan Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna go visit them and bug them real quick. I'm fucking turning into the Starbucks parking lot. Someone t bones me. <laughs> oh my god. I had to like crawl out of my passenger seat to like get out of the car. That's crazy. Um, How scary fucking petrifying it it was like some like 17 year old who like had like just gotten her license and she was like freaking the fuck out oh my god i bet but like so like jordan watched this car accident happen because he was like outside on his break and he was like holy oh shit my... <laughs> oh my god good thing it wasn't your mom your mom would have probably that would have been terrible to watch as a mom oh my god i know um but like you know obviously he ran inside and was like jen you'll never believe <laughs> oh my god so I, I, I had a miss class that day because uh, yeah. I was dealing with the cops. But, um, yeah, that was the, the accident that totaled my focus. Yeah. I Listen, mine, my stupid fucking Ford Focus, it died. Like, it just, it died. There was no coming back. <laughs> Rip, it was dead. Three months before I was about to move to Germany. That's so annoying. So, so I was like, I needed a car to get to class, but months. then I was going to, yeah. three months, and then I was going to sell it. And so my parents had to help me buy a new car mm-hmm. that they were just going to take right. after I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. So we bought a new Ford Focus, like idiots, and I loved it at first, mm-hmm. but then it had transmission problems from the very second oh, like God. we bought it. And um, we ended up selling it to a family friend, and they had it. Like, we told them right. that we were having issues, but it was all covered under warranty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they they still have issues with it. It's They're literally trash. Moral of the story, don't buy Ford Focus. Yeah, don't take ADM classes. Don't buy Ford Focuses. <laughs> but go to college. Yeah, go to college. Yeah, but don't take ADM classes. No. and Overrated. And don't drive there in a Ford Focus or anywhere. Yeah. Don't commute for an hour. I mean, unless you live in California, you kind of have to, but it sucks. Yeah, there's no choice there. Sorry about it. Um, um, anyways, now it's your turn. Yeah, also, I really really liked how we harmonized our ums just now. I know. It's like we're synced. I like Are it. Are you also on your period right now? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know he was in here. Jesus fucking Christ, that was great. Um, <laughs> I don't have my period anymore. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I, I was just showing because I just started mine. So I was like, oh, we're synced. Oh. <laughs> we're not that synced. Damn thankfully. it. <laughs> I don't got it no more. Must be nice. <laughs> um, Anywho. 
I have a story. Yes, your turn. Um, Hit it. By a Reddit user who, I think this is my favorite Reddit username I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a username by Deep Fried Fuck. Oh, I like this. I like this, too. Mm -hmm. Deep Fried Fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, I'm going to have some deep fried chicken for dinner tonight. And you couldn't give a deep fried fuck about it. (laughs) (laughs) It was leg day, so I can, you know, I'm I'm going. 100%. I'm about to eat some fucking Easy Mac because I still have a hangover from two days ago. Getting old is not easy, my friends. No, I'll talk about it more in the dicking off portion, but... Yes. I would like to announce that I would like to not grow up anymore just because of the severity of this hangover. Um, Honey, it's not good. Anywho. Um, so, um, this is a bizarre missing persons case that the author, and also myself, had never heard of until recently. Um, mm-hmm. And because it's weird, like, it's kind of weird that it hasn't gotten more attention. Because, like, usually, like, weird shit, like, makes news. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of details are kind of unclear or not been made publicized. So, unfortunately, okay. there's kind of a lot of unanswered questions in this. Um, mm-hmm. So... Um, Nicole Fitz, she was 32, and her two-year-old daughter, Ariana, were reported missing in San Francisco on April 5th of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole was last reported seen on April 1st. Reports of when or where she was last seen are a bit confusing. Um, several sources say that she was last seen or heard from leaving her home on April 1st to meet somebody that she knew, but whom she was meeting is not known. Um, police also believe that she traveled from her job at a Best Buy in San Francisco via the 3rd Street Metro line. And I, I think this they mean Muni, but I think this is written by somebody not local. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. At around 9.45 that same night on April 1st, um, a roommate she lived with at the time seems to have confirmed that um, Nikki, she goes by Nikki, uh, was mm-hmm. last seen leaving her house to meet somebody on the night of April 1st. Ariana Fitz, meanwhile, was last confirmed uh seen sometime in february of 2016 in oakland although it's not clear by whom she was last seen i'm gonna get into that because you're like wait a minute i'm sorry there's a month disconnect between the last time that her daughter was seen and the last time she was seen that doesn't make sense you're right it doesn't make sense so uh nikki grew up the middle child of three sisters raised by a single mother uh she's been described as shy and naive uh, while she was growing up but seems to have been an incredibly kind, compassionate, and driven young woman. As a teenager, she volunteered frequently at um, Culver Slauson Recreational Center, and at just 15 received an award from the city of Los Angeles for her volunteer work. That's cool. Right? Um, In 2012, Nikki, her younger sister Tess, and Tess's girlfriend moved into an apartment together in Pacifica, which for everyone's edification is like 30-ish, 45 minutes from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on the traffic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes it could probably take you an hour and a half. Who knows? <laughs> God, or longer. Yep. Um, not much has been said about her, but at some point during this time period, Nikki had had a daughter named Cindy. Um, the three had a hard time affording their apartment, and when Tess and her girlfriend moved out, Nikki, who was pregnant with Ariana at this time, wound up in a woman's homeless shelter, and mm-hmm. Cindy was sent off to live with her dad. Um, at the shelter, Nikki met and began a relationship with uh Lemassani Briggs who had invited Nikki to move in with her uh Nikki initially paid Briggs rent and also uh, paid her to watch Ariana while Nikki would work uh Tess claims that Briggs was taking advantage of Nikki and eventually Briggs's nieces Ciolo Hearn and Helena Martin began babysitting Ariana so basically she was like pawning the kids off on her nieces it's really weird right I'd be really upset uh fucking same 
Um, others reportedly started begging Nikki to find arrangements for childcare outside of Briggs's family. And after Lemassani stopped watching Ariana, she raised Nikki's rent. Mm-hmm. So, not only is she like pawning this cut off, she's like high key a slumlord. Yeah. Um. So. High key. <laughs> Um, in addition to this, Nikki had never been actually given a key to the apartment and was only able to get in or out when someone else was home. No, if she's pa- no. Could you fucking imagine? Like, no. so like I said, like she was being thoroughly taken advantage of. Yes, absolutely. Thoroughly. Um, that's messed up. Yeah. So Tess and her girlfriend say that Nikki's relationship with Lemasani quickly became very abusive, with Nikki frequently receiving abusive and accusatory text messages. In November of 2015, Tess and her girlfriend picked Nikki and Ariana up from the apartment and drove them to Santa Cruz. After Nikki left, uh, Lemasania allegedly continued to harass her, texting her to bring my baby back here. No. Yeah, hard pass. Immediately, no. Um, for everyone else's edification, um, if this happens to you, call the fucking cops. Yeah, that's not, no. Yeah. Nope, immediately, no. Yeah, uh uh-uh. File a police report and a restraining order. Thank you, next. Um... <laughs> So, at this time, Nikki's, like, technically homeless again, and mm-hmm. she's, um, like, couch surfing and commuting from Santa Cruz to the Best Buy in San Francisco, where she works, When and Santa Cruz no. is, like, not close to San Francisco. Yeah, no, that's not. Um, it's a, at least an hour and a half. Oh, easy. And then, like, driving through the mountains and city traffic, like, fuck that. Yeah, n- no. Um, so, at this time, she was in the midst of a custody battle for Cindy after CPS removed her from her father's care. Um, and this is the child that had been sent away to live with the father at this point, like, two years prior. Um, and, uh, so she would, uh, so Nikki would have to go back and forth to L.A. for court, like, court appearances, mm-hmm. um, to try to get custody of her daughter. Um, mm. so Nikki would leave Ariana with either Ciolo or Helena, the nieces of, like, the ex-girlfriend, quote-unquote. Yeah. So they were, like... They weren't, they were actually in a relationship. Yeah, so, um, okay. Lemasani and Nikki, like, had dated. I don't know, like, really to, like, what extent. Um, and at this point, okay. it's also not clear if they were still together or if she had just moved okay. out. Okay. Um, so, um, anyway, so the nieces are watching her while she's, you know, traveling back and forth to L.A. and, like, doing all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. so eventually one of Nikki's coworkers offered her, Ariana, her and Ariana a place to stay. So, at this point, um... The nieces become reluctant to return Ariana to Nikki. And this is in, like, February of 2016. So this is, like, when the last okay. reported sightings of the child are. Okay. Um, so in mid-March, Nikki contacted them to pick up Ariana, only to be told that the a pair had allegedly taken Ariana to Disneyland, um, something that Nikki had not been told about ahead of time. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Like, fuck that noise. So... Uh, during this time like Tess and the girlfriend say that they haven't seen Ariana since February so it's been over it's been at least a month since they've seen their own niece okay um and it's not and it's not clear when the last time Nikki had seen her own kid was because they were refusing to give her back give oh I would know um yeah that's very abusive yeah um if this is again if this or something similar is happening to you a family member or a friend File a police yeah. report. File a restraining yes. order. Get yes. get things involved. Think you know, this is not normal. This is not good. No. There's there's other ways. Things can be worked out. Don't leave your kid with essentially strangers. And 
there's help available. Yeah, and don't take no as an answer if someone has your child hostage. Oh, I would cut. I would cut somebody. Yeah, no, there there would there would be lots of blood, and not mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. No, for real. Um, so um, on April first, Nikki spends the evening with a coworker after work. At some point, re- withdrawing several hundred dollars from ATM, which she doesn't tell anyone what that money's for. Uh, later that night, her roommate says that Nikki receives a call from somebody and leaves, claiming to be meeting somebody at a nearby restaurant and that she'd be back shortly. The roommate woke up the next morning to an empty house and received a text overnight from Nikki saying that she was headed to Fresno with a friend named Sam. Her roommate had never heard of anybody named Sam and was very confused as to what was going on because Nikki didn't have a car. Um, and around 1.13 the next morning, the next uh, the next day, Nikki posted to Facebook, quote, spending time with my three-year-old need this break, end quote. Hmm. This post was odd as Nikki was reportedly fanatical about correct sp- spelling and grammar, which, mind you, um, break was spelled like a car break, not like I needed this B-R-E-A-K. Yeah. Um, so she was very, like, uh, you know, like, uh, particular about spelling and grammar, so it's a little bit weird. And also, mm-hmm. Ariana was two and a half and not three, so she wouldn't have said that right. she was three. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's weird. And then she also then failed to show up for work for the next several days. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, Tessner... Red flags. Yes. All all over the fucking place. Everywhere. <laughs> um, so, Tessner girlfriend find out that Nikki's gone. They immediately travel to San Francisco and file a missing persons report. Um, a gardener working in the early morning shift on April 8th at John McLaren Park noticed an odd wood board with a silver character painted on it behind some bushes um, and brush. Underneath this board was Nikki's body, curled in a fetal position in a shallow grave. The death was quickly ruled a homicide, though no details of specific injuries or the exact cause of death have been released. Search warrants were quickly mm-hmm. executed for the homes of Ciolo, Helena, though there was no sign of Ariana, and police say that the sisters were very uncooperative. Um, during the investigation, it came to light that Helena had previously served six years in prison after killing the father of her child at 18 years old. Damn. Yeah. Um, okay. Helena Martin and her husband, Devin, along with Ciolo Hearn, have been named persons of interest in the case. I would say so. Yeah. Um, the Fitz family and Best Buy have both offered separate $10,000 rewards for information leading to Ariana being found. The Fitz case itself, along with media attention on the case, were likely hindered by what is it, what was a tumultuous year for the SFPD, which included multiple offer, officer-involved shootings and the chief of police stepping down. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, SFPD reported that they seized and searched a vehicle believed to be related to the case. Beyond that, there's been very few updates to the case in the last several years. Uh, the murder remains unsolved, and no one has been charged or arrested in the case, and little Ariana has never been found. That's terrible. Yeah. So, um, both of these are open cases being, quote-unquote, actively, question mark, worked on by the SFPD. I would literally cut somebody. Yeah, no, like, I literally, I, I don't know how this went on for so long, if I'm being quite frank. I, I know that there's, like, a lot of desperation and a lot of, like, I don't know what the fuck to do if you're in that situation. Yeah. But, like, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. It's awful. I mean, I think that that really goes to show that, like, for some women, like, that, for me to be able to say that, like, I would cut somebody, mm-hmm. that um, I have the means and the resources to right. 
Um, so that come that statement comes absolutely from like a p- place of privilege, privilege yeah. which she she wouldn't have had, you know, 100%. like it, she didn't even have a house. She couldn't have afforded a lawyer. She couldn't, you know. I mean, she. I don't know why she didn't go to the police, but and maybe for some reason she didn't think that they would help her, or maybe she had some sort of issue that she knew would look bad if she went to the police and she wouldn't get help. Yeah, and um, um you know. That being said, you know, I kind of, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And, like, when I kind of made that comment of, like, oh, like, you know, you should definitely go to the cops or you should definitely do this. Like, yeah. you know, that is also coming from a place of privilege because, like, not everyone does feel that way. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can take that advice for what you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what I mean by saying, like, yes, you absolutely should. Like, be encouraged to know that that's not normal. Right. It's not safe and it's not healthy. So you absolutely should go to the police but also know that there are resources for victims because that's what you are in that situation you're a victim of domestic abuse um and abuse doesn't have to be hitting it's absolutely can be emotional and for example somebody taking your child from you and not not letting you know where she's at so um yeah bonkers um that's wild yeah so you know i really and truly hopefully hope in my heart of hearts that Ariana is just kind of around somewhere and just yeah you know I hope so but yeah it doesn't and, know and, say, and hopefully not been like trafficked or something because that's where my brain goes it sounds like though that they just they wanted the baby but didn't give a shit about Nikki right so so maybe the baby is somewhere right and so that's what else. I'm kind of thinking too but like you know I also have that, like, lingering thought of, like, oh, like, why did they want her? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you never know, really. Yeah. Um, but. On that really big bummer of a note. Let's check off um, a bit. We've reached. Yeah, we've reached. Well, we already dicked off quite a bit. We did, but, you know, <laughs> we, we've had a week. Uh, um. Yeah, so Jamie is coming to terms with the fact that um, being over 25 means hangovers last longer than a day. Oh my fucking god. So let me let me just paint a picture. So Saturday, <laughs> I drank a lot of wine. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't drink a lot of wine. I'm also going to sit here and say that jello shots were involved. So I'm also not going to sit here and say that that didn't happen. Because it did. Yeah. I'm responsible for my own choices. I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm fully taking responsibility for my actions. Okay. What I refuse to take responsibility for is a hangover that has now plagued me for 48 hours. Listen, this is why we're recording this tonight, not yesterday. Oh my god, like, so Jackson and I recorded a podcast yesterday, and I think I said at least 100 times during that podcast that I... I'm so hungover. I'm so hungover, <laughs> and I feel like ass. <laughs> so, um, yep. Uh, if you'd like hear, to hear more of about my hangover and how much, like, ass I felt, especially yesterday... Um, you can listen to this episode of uh, Why Do You Like This that drops on Thursday. Yeah, um, there you go. We uh, talk about Blade 2. <laughs> nice. Never watched it. Honestly? You might dig it. It's not, it's not my... I don't think it's my jam. I didn't think it was going to be my jam either. But, like, hmm. it was a lot of fun. I'll look into it. I'm not going to say I'll put it on my list, but I'll look into it. Maybe. Um, I want to say it was watchable on HBO. Oh, I did that. I'll say what you do have through my Hulu. Yes, thank you. Of course. Um, 
Otherwise, it was on Paramount, which I can also get you a login for that. So, <gasps> Yes, please. You want to know why I'm so excited is because the new season of Younger is coming out on the 15th on Paramount Plus, and your girl has to watch oh, it. Oh, well, then in that case, um, when we're done with this, remind me, and I'll, I'll give you that okay. login info. Send it. <laughs> Send it. Listen, Hillary Duff, love her. If you have not watched Younger, I haven't. I was like, I don't know what you're it. talking about. It's so good. So, like, I'm not really, like, I really like shows that are crime shows or, like, doctor shows. Like, drama. But Younger is so good. I love it so much. I'll have to give that a go. Oh, my God. Have you watched the new Law & Order with Elliot Stabler? No, not yet. Is it, like, everything? Everything. Listen, though, I made the mistake they had a premiere and it's a crossover premiere the first episode i watched them out of order oh the first episode is i can't remember which one did i watch first i watched okay so the first one i think is on law and order svu and then the second one is actually like on the svu organized crime or whatever or law and order whatever they call organized crime Yeah. Um, Interesting. So, okay. Just double check it Google because it I watched it out of order. So, I watched the, the first one second and I was like, this makes so much more sense. I was so confused. Oh, my God. That's actually but a funny. Listen, you get Olivia and Elliot in the same screen and I'm just happy about it. it. I, I love them. I want them to be together, but I know they won't be. Oh, it's the, but the I want them to be. <laughs> it's just like... I know it's terrible anyways um yeah so that was pretty exciting I was pretty excited about that what else um oh I finally finished that book I think I mentioned it like a couple few weeks ago um know my name by Chanel Miller um Mm -hmm. it is uh the uh rape victim of Brock Turner um she wrote a book so kind of like the whole deal is like they called her Emily Doe throughout the whole process like they never they, they actually, like, told her, like, specifically, like, not to say her name until, like, the mm-hmm. trial happened and she was, like, her own witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, she had, like, I don't want to, like, get into the whole deal too much because it's a very fabulous book. Um, I, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, think everyone should read it or listen to it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. fact trigger warning for sexual assault. Um, right. But, um. And if you don't like to listen about stupid fucking white boys named Brock Turner only getting six months for raping somebody, then, you know, that too. Well, the book's actually mostly about, like, her and her journey with it. So, like, they literally only talk about him for, like, as much context as you need, and then basically for her to say, like, fuck the legal system (laughs) and fuck this judge. Fuck that judge. You know he got recalled. Yes, he did. She talks about that in the book, too. It's very good. Oh, but, um... She talks about how, like, she, during the whole trial period, like, had, like, two, like, full identities. Like, she was Chanel in her personal life and then was, like, Emily when it had to do with the, you know, trial and everything. That's so, so... Zach just got home. Charles! Um, but, you know, yeah, so it was really um, interesting to, you know, kind of see, like, her perspective on that and then also, like, talk about, like, basically, like, from the first-hand perspective, like, how it is to yeah. be in the legal system and in uh like a sexual assault case yeah um it was very interesting and yeah that sounds like she was like sounds like i it, no it definitely super it. recommend it and um did you listen or read read i listened to it on audible um okay. and she does her own audiobook yes um and i think i mentioned this last time like her cadence is kind of slow so i definitely bumped it up to like one almost one and a half speed 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think it's, like, originally, like, a 15-hour book, but I got through it in okay. a lot shorter because I... Okay. You sped it I up. I sped it up. But, like, good you can listen to it sped up, and it doesn't sound like chip, chip monkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. It's just because know. of the cadence of her voice. Um, and she has a great voice, so... Yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds... Um, that I'm going to actually write it down. Well, you're going to send it to me so I can put it in the episode notes and then I'll write it down. Hell yeah. Uh, so. Cool, cool, but, cool. well, I have to go eat some fried chicken. Yeah, and um, I'm going to go say hi to my husband now. Um, Aww. I know. Well, thanks, y'all. Um, we'll get recaught back up after our fiasco, right. sound fiasco. Um, we had like a whole month's worth of episodes out. Yeah, so now we have to fucking start from square one. Oh, it's well, cool. that's fine. Cool. You know, we also, I'm just not feeling any of the true crime stuff that's been out for a recap, so. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you know what I started watching that. on HBO that is actually very good, and I meant to talk to you about hmm. this, like, off air, but now here we are. Um, the, um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the series. Okay. That just I'm dropped. here for that. Okay, listen, send me your HBO password, and I'll get, I'll get to work on that. We can do that for a recap. Sold. Sold to the highest bidder. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding. Right. Well, enjoy y'all's Monday night. Yes. We'll catch you next week. Uh, adios. Bye. <laughs>